time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor. But Joseph and Chris present to you... Saturday Morning Cartoon! Hello everybody and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom! Mm. <laughs> oh my god, what did this, what just happened? <laughs> it was reverberation, I don't know. <laughs> wow, that was, it was so bassy that it just kept bouncing off the walls is what yeah. happened. Yeah, exactly. You almost like hit the brown note with that one. The brown note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wait. did. Yep, I'm pretty sure I just brown noted. <laughs> this is a show where we wake up with a Saturday morning sun and plop down the living room for a big well. <laughs> I'm just stringing my words now after I brown noted. This is a show where we wake up with a Saturday morning sun and plop down in the living room floor with a big bowl of sugary cereal and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And this morning, as part three of our... It, it is part three this time, right? Yeah, you did it right. Yay, okay. As part three of our October celebration, we watched Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, I loved the intro of this show. Yeah, it was cool. It was pretty much the Tales from the Crypt, just kind of a lighter version of the intro music. Oh, okay. I've never actually watched Tales of the Crypt. <gasps> you, you, you didn't even say it right. You said Tales of the Crypt. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I never actually saw Tales from the Crypt. There you go. Shame, though. Shame. So the show Tales from the Crypt Keeper aired from 1993 to the year 2000, actually, but only because it was broken up into multiple parts. But I'll tell you about that in a second. This is created by Nelvana Limited, which a lot of the cartoons we've been watching lately have been. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of a weird coincidence. Yeah, it was almost like three in a row were created or at least produced by Nelvana. That's weird because, I mean, we absolutely didn't plan that. We don't know. If, I mean, because all of our cartoons are, are pretty random, so it's not like we have prior knowledge of them being linked together or anything, except when we did the Ghostbusters marathon, but that was it. Yeah, that was really the only time. Now we just kind of go by the... Uh, I, I don't know. We just kind of pick them as we go. I right. don't even remember half the time. Like, what are we doing next week? <laughs> exactly. I always have to remind you. <laughs> yeah. And the show is developed by Libby Hinson and Ben Joseph, directed by Laura Shepard, produced by, of course, Nelvana Limited and also Phantom Animation. Well, actually, season three was produced by Phantom Animation, and this was three seasons, 39 episodes, but the series was canceled after season two in December of 94, and then in 1999, so after like a five-year hiatus, the show returned on the air as new Tales from the Crypt Keeper, and the animation was different, aka worse, than it previously was, <laughs> and that was the majority, or no, that was the ent entirety of season three was new Tales from the Crypt Keeper, and it ended there because, because it, it didn't bad. get the same viewership, yeah. Aw, Sad. Yeah, this was on uh, ABC originally the first two seasons and then moved over to CBS for the third season. For a short synopsis, the popular cult horror comic books of the 1950s are adapted into this modern cartoon anthology series. And in addition to that is also based off, of course, you know, Tales from the Crypt, the adult HBO TV show that was also based off of the EC comics from the 1950s. I didn't realize that it was on HBO. Wow. It was pretty uh, graphic. Yeah, I can imagine it probably was. So, Chris, who are some people who played in this show? Who are some of the actors? Sure. It's going to be a real short list. <laughs> Yay. 
Um, so the Crypt Keeper was voiced by John Kassir, who also voices the actual Crypt Keeper in the actual show um, right. Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes. um, he also voices Buster Bunny from Tiny Toon Adventures, Ray from Rocket Power, and he's in lots of other Saturday morning cartoons, including Eek the Cat, Cat Dog, and Earthworm Jim. So he's oh, he's done nice. quite a bit. And uh, yeah. I didn't realize he was in so many like cartoons that I enjoyed. I'm like, this is the same guy as the Crypt Keeper? What? Yeah, and he we actually met him. We didn't interview him, but at least Shaddai and I met him at one of these conventions we went to yeah. last year at some point, and we got a little... Um, bumper from him but it was back when we were bs excluded so it no longer is relevant yeah now we'll just <laughs> you know what we could still use it and then be like hey kiddies you're listening to and then we'll just be like oh insert nerd sloth yeah <laughs> hello creeps it's me the crypt keeper you're listening to nerd sloth <laughs> be careful what you ask for you may get it <laughs> And then I've got two other people I'm going to name. They weren't in the entire series, but they became recurring characters during the second season, which is the Old Witch, who was voiced by Elizabeth Hanna, who's done lots of cartoons, including Police Academy, Cops, The Legend of Zelda, Babar, and Beetlejuice. And then we also have the Vault Keeper, who was voiced by David Hemblin. And because this show keeps popping up, I had to mention it. He played a character named Lord Dread in Captain, Captain Power, Power and the, the Soldiers, Soldiers of the, the Future. Future. <laughs> He's also had some amazing cartoon villain appearances, such as Shere Khan in The Jungle Book. Oh, nice. And Magneto from X-Men, the animated series. Cool. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, dude. Um, as soon as like I heard the, the Vault Keeper... I was like, his voice sounds so familiar, and it sounds real, like, I mean, it sounded cool. I was like, yeah, uh, he's got an awesome voice, and I wonder where I've heard it. Then I saw Magneto, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that yeah. dude had a great voice. So, yeah, I was really excited to see that. That's awesome. So for a few tasty marshmallows out of our big bowl of Crypt Keeper cereal, Tales from the Crypt, The Haunt of Fear, and The Vault of Horror were American bi-monthly horror comic series published by EC Comics in the 1950s. And those form the trifecta of EC's horror comic anthology series, which also marks the origins of The Crypt Keeper, The Old Witch, and The Vault Keeper, respectively. Those were the comics they were tied to, uh, Crypt, Haunt of Fear, and Vault of Horror. And then all of those people, as you just mentioned, were in this cartoon, at least in season two, and only season yeah. two. And next, they were originally considering using a, the live-action puppet of The Crypt Keeper from the HBO series as the host... But they eventually decided that the puppet was a bit too scary for very small children and went with the cartoon likeness instead. That was probably a very smart observation on their end. <laughs> probably for the best, yeah. <laughs> and uh, lastly, a child psychologist had to approve the scripts to make sure that they weren't too scary for kids for every episode. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. They were like really worried about this stuff, apparently. Yeah, they were really, really wanted to make sure they weren't going to mess any kids' heads up or anything. Wow. Okay. This was also a period of time where they're they were really um like putting their foot down on kids TV shows being at least semi educational in a way. Oh yeah. I if not educational, that. then they at least had to provide some sort of moral lessons. 
So Tales from the Crypt Keeper, of course, fell victim to that. But that happened a little bit later on towards season three, from what I'm told. Because this probably, I mean, a lot of the cartoons from the 90s and stuff like that were probably affected by... There was some woman in politics, I, I believe it was one of the first ladies, that was just super against everything, like against video games, against like television and how it was ruining children and stuff like that. So, I mean, a lot of censorship took place because of that and everyone had to start changing things i'm sure that right. all, all of the like the you know we would get the gi joe psas all of that kind of stuff and we got sort of some psas in this too and i think all of that stems from that incident basically what was one of the, oh yeah there was also the sailor moon psas i was trying to remember which oh, one yeah. we saw most recently with psas and i think that might be it anyway uh, so, Chris, do you have any memories of this show? I know you didn't watch the original show, but maybe you heard of this one? I did hear of it, and I never watched it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had seen a few clips from the actual Tales from the Crypt, and I remember reading a story once, not like as a comic, but I think it was somebody had had maybe taken one of the comics and just read it unless they did actual books from tales from the crypt maybe they did some books i think but, i know what you're talking about because i had a book or two that they were essentially the comics except written, written out but they would yeah. have a panel every few pages from the actual comics even though they were you know they were scripted out and right. probably also really toned down for younger readers I remember one, this one wasn't super toned down. I remember one about like a guy, something about like him having an ax and then he kills his wife and he's like chopping her into little bits and stuff oh, like okay. that. Well, maybe not and, toned down then. <laughs> yeah. And I remember reading that and it scared the crap out of me because I was really young um, when I saw that or read that. So like it creeped me out really bad and the, what the Crypt Keeper like puppet looked like scared me quite a bit too like i was really creeped out by that stuff so i stayed completely mm. away from it just assuming that the cartoon would be too scary so i just never watched it if those books scared you the cartoon might have even though it wasn't nearly as violent as the book sounds like it was from what i remember i only caught like a few episodes of this entire series but i think it's just one of those things where I was, it was either on too early in the morning before i woke up or another show I watched may have shared the same time slot, so I just never caught this one. Either way, I mean, I'm a big fan of horror anthology specifically, so I wish I'd seen more of it as a kid. On the, As a trade-off of that, I did see a lot of actual Tales from the Crypt as a kid, so maybe this would have been too toned down for me? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the cartoon's too scary, and Joseph's like, man, give me like Same. the real gory stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is lame. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, if blood isn't like squirting along the walls, then it's just too watered down for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into the three episodes we watched for today's show. The very first episode, highest rated episode, and finally, a random listener chosen episode. Or it may vary depending on how these episodes fall chronologically. But of course, we always start with the first episode being While the Cat's Away, season one, episode one, in which two brothers plan to rob an abandoned mansion where the monstrous security system has been set up to get rid of intruders. Well, okay, so I think it was interesting the way they tried to set it up, but those kids were thinking very small scale. They just wanted right. these new mountain bikes. Yeah. And they were willing to rob a man who <laughs> yeah. was leaving his home to go on some trip 
yeah, in order to get these mountain bikes. Yeah, this is um so the the way I was thinking about this is this is reminiscent of a problem that I have with Stephen King books and stuff, which is that the characters are usually too unlikable for me to be able to relate to. Because like right off the bat, I'm like, okay, here's these kids. All right, they're cool. Uh, nope, now the older brother's kind of a douchebag. Up, oh, and they're both gonna rob this guy's house. Okay, I, I don't really have any sympathy for these two, especially because the older brother is just a huge douchebag, and he is yeah super. His name is Stu. That's even worse. But he's like very <laughs> exaggerated. Like he's kind of a bully. And exaggerated in the way he talks and the like, the way he thinks and stuff like that. So, yeah, this it's the same issues that I have with like Stephen King books and stuff like that. The, the characters to me are unrelatable because they're unlikable. So I'm gonna get so much crap for saying that from people that love Stephen King stuff. I'm be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, sorry. <laughs> His kids got cool stuff though. Yeah, Joe and, Hill's and awesome. This one, yeah, I mean these kids. The okay, so the older brother was a bad influence on his younger brother, who was very enticed by the idea of this new mountain bike, which was uh, I don't remember the name of it, but every time he thought about the mountain bike, it would cut to a scene of him with the helmet on riding <laughs> yes. the bike, and he I would I, looking he would like say an Arnold line, and he would be like, Hasta la vista, baby, or right. Something. I'm like, Yeah, I don't, why, but uh, yeah, so so they go to this house who. I will add that their father is a, a travel agent, so he, the reason that they know about this guy going on a trip is because he called in recently, or he called in earlier in the day to, you know, book a trip with the father, telling him the time he's going to be out, and I guess also saying his address, which led them over to his mansion to rob the place, and when they get there to begin their their treasure hunt, I guess, they kind of stumble across a few things that lead them to this map right. of where, you know, X marks the spot. And that's the goal from that point on is let's get to this X no matter what. And they see some crap leading up to <laughs> that point. They would probably make me like, OK, maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe we should really back off. Yeah, they run into like all of the classic monsters pretty much like uh, the first one that they encounter, if I remember right, is a werewolf named Fifi. Yeah, because they're dumb and they they go down in this dungeon and they can hear like a, a whimper and growling and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, there's a dog. It's going to be like a little poodle or something like that. And I'm like, you know, if, if it's in a dungeon and there's bones lying around and it's you can hear this loud growling and stuff like that. I would probably that would give me a little bit of pause, especially yeah. because I mean, if it's something like that, it's probably at least some larger guard dog kind of thing. So, right. What I will give to the kids is that, well, I say give to the kids, but I, I'm seeing it because I know as a as a kid myself, I didn't always make the best decisions. Kids are that is true. Even though kids aren't inherently stupid, sometimes they make very, <laughs> very dumb decisions. And I so, think these characters might have been inherently stupid. <laughs> in this case, I, I can I can give them that that okay, this is something I could potentially see kids doing because they're just not that bright all the time. And then also they run into um, Frankenstein's monster who hasn't right. been um, brought to life yet. Yeah, and then them fumbling around accidentally bring him to life yeah what's funny is like uh as he's messing he accidentally pushes the handle down 
And then yeah. in trying to push it back up, he like breaks it off. It's like, was, was that made of plastic or something? That's the weakest like <laughs> This lever kid is so ever. strong. Yeah, he doesn't know his own strength. And, and then there uh, was like a, a squid in a tank or something that attacked Stu and tried to drown him. And I was like, please, please. Like, I know it's a kid's show, but just kill this kid, please. Like, you know what? What was even worse about that part was, and I'm not saying I'm not saying it as a, a, you know, an insult to the show or anything necessarily. I'm just this was a really weird part where the little brother to get his older brother out of the tank with the squid instead of getting like a rope or something he just starts throwing chemicals in there he's yeah, like and then, potion potion chemicals the chemicals. funny part too is because like especially he, the the very last one he throws in it's a test tube of something and that makes like a tiny little explosion with some certain like <laughs> yeah. like purple smoke and, and that works but every time he threw the stuff in he didn't even like pop the cork on those things so it's like the none of the liquid would have spilled out anyway. It was yeah. so I can only concur that it was the type of glass <laughs> that these vials were made of, yeah. like caused some sort of chemical reaction in the water. Yeah, that must have been it. It but had to. Have what, been. what I thought was going to happen when he kept doing that was that his brother was going to like meld with the squid. Oh, that would have been awesome. Right, and it even even when it comes out of the tank, like it just shows his feet in the socks, and they look kind of tentacly. And I was like, "Oh man, they did it!" But then they didn't do it, so they backed off. He was just totally fine, and I was sad. Um, But as a continuation of the classic monsters appearing, what they could have done was just had like creature from the Black Lagoon type monster. That's what I expected. I was kind of disappointed that instead we got a squid. Based on the intro of the show, you know, I know that mummies are in the show periodically. So that was something that we didn't get either, which was strange to me. Which was weird because, yeah, the montage that they show at the beginning of the cartoon as they do the music, the the clips of the montage they show is from this episode. Like a lot of yeah. it, like the um, Frankenstein, the werewolf. Um, there's a skeleton at one point that um, the younger kid Dwight has to hang on to when he almost falls into a pit. And like oh, all, right. all of that stuff is the stuff that they use in the montage. But then there's a few other things in the montage that aren't in this episode. So I'm like, weird. Like, why didn't we see all of it? it made me sad. I wanted to see a mummy. Yeah, we do get to see some vampires, though. Um, yeah. Even though they are identical vampires they're like triplets yeah triplets i was confused because at first i was like oh dracula but then i'm like oh wait there's another dracula there's another dracula other dracula yeah reminds (laughs) me like that um that show squidbillies where they don't (laughs) they don't know the word vampire they just call everything a dracula like he's a dracula (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, so there were, there were a lot of Draculas here. There's lots of Draculas. I'm trying. To, I don't remember how they fought them off exactly. Well, Stu had barricaded the door because they were trying to escape from Wolfman and Frankenstein, and then the Draculas, the Draculas, came out, and then <laughs> once they noticed it, Stu started unbarricading the door, and I think they just ran. Yeah, I think they did just run, and they ended up getting to a spot which was like. They were at a point where they were kind of running around in circles, right? Right. And trying, and they eventually ran back into each other, running from Fifi and the other monsters. And then they hit this point where it's like, okay, well, here's a dungeon like entrance, or here's like the entrance to a cell. So right. let's go inside. Well, what's weird too is like when that happens, they're like, they're running from stuff and then they stop to start looking for treasure again. I'm like, why would you not just escape? Like, 
It's a miracle <laughs> you're not dead already. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we got far enough away, I guess. Let's just look for that treasure. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Like, yeah, they're they're kind of like their mentality is we've come this far. Let's yeah. not stop here. Ah, uh, dumb kids. And they don't. And so they, they go right into this cell where it's just pretty much a mound of dirt. And uh, there's the X that marks the spot made out of bones, which yeah. already is indication enough that you probably shouldn't be here. And so the brother starts digging. He's digging with his hands and finds a treasure, holds it up over his head triumphantly, and then opens it up. And it's just uh, issue number one of Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> yeah, it's a comic book. Which would probably be very valuable, actually. But but here's the M. Night Shyamalan twist. What a twist. Yeah. <laughs> what happens is... A twist. They... Uh, they in looking at the cover of the comic, like, oh, my God, that's us on the comic in this room. And then they're like, oh, that, you know, it's fake, though, because there's no zombies in this room. And they turn around and there's sure enough zombies, there's zombies in this all room. over the place. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I, I think it's strange because if I found a comic book and I saw myself on it, that would weird me out. But like <laughs> yeah. Stu's just like, whatever, like there's no zombies here. And I'm like, OK, even if there wasn't zombies, the fact that I'm like in this room <laughs> and, and I am on this comic, like both are represented on the cover of this comic, that would freak me out. So yeah, that, would, that would give me that would make me really start feeling like this is all pre-planned. Like I'm it's like Truman exactly. Show or something. Yeah, 100 percent. And so, but fortunately for them, you know, I thought that the episode was going to cut there and there's going to be like a fade and it'd be like, oh I my was God, hoping it crazy. would because I'm like, oh, sweet. They're going to get killed by these zombies because it's a kid's show. They oh. have to back off right at the last second. And Man. what happens is leaning up against the wall where there's no escape, the wall just kind of opens up and they fall through and run out the door. And at that moment, the owner of the house gets home, who happens to be the Crypt Keeper himself. Yeah. And what was funny is the name, because I was trying to figure out what the name was when they said it originally. I didn't even think about that. It was T. King Carter or something like that. Because it's not, it wasn't like Alucard or anything where it could have been Dracula. So I was like, what, who is the owner of this house? But the reason that they had it like T. King, you know, Carter or whatever his last name was is because it's TKC, which is the Crypt Keeper. Interesting. I didn't even think about that. You're so good at this. Or or was it like the Charter King? I don't remember. I don't remember how it was, but I just know it was like an acronym <laughs> for the Crypt Keeper. No, I, I've lost <laughs> my credibility in, immediately. <laughs> One thing that, that drove me insane through this, pretty much the whole episode was, so the kid Dwight, um, from the, the first time he got scared, like the first monster they run into, he gets hiccups and he hiccups. The rest of the episode, it does not stop. It didn't bother me that much that he was hiccuping. I was just wondering why. Like, it didn't really come into play in any way. It had nothing to do with the story or the plot at all. Yeah. Right. It was almost just like the voice actor just got hiccups. They're like, oh, just go with it. Just keep yeah, going. We'll just keep leave going. it in. We're doing it one take. One We're take. We're doing it live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so something to be mentioned, too, for this episode and for all the episodes um, that we didn't touch on yet is that the very beginning of the episode and the very end you're seeing the crypt keeper and he's talking and um in this one in particular he's making some jokes about um you know he's gonna go on vacation so he's talking about all these places and cities he's gonna go to but he does like a play on words and mm -hmm. like makes everything like creepier i mean that's classic crypt keeper even from the uh well even from the ec comics but also from the tales from the crypt show sure. he always opens the show and closes it and always uses those 
kind of gags or um, play on words or whatever. I like that. Yeah, I liked the play on words a lot. And it got better as like the the episodes that we watched because there's more and more of it, which is fun. That's definitely a fun part to it. It's interesting. It's always an interesting mixture, Tales from the Crypt, of kind of humor, sometimes dark humor and horror. And I always appreciated that about the series entirely. And I guess, you know, it, it probably should have been obvious, but to me, but it wasn't that it was the Crypt Keeper's place because he was going on vacation before he introduced the episode. Well, here's why that doesn't necessarily mean that's obvious because there were other, if, I mean, I know you hadn't seen the original Tales from the Crypt at all, but there are times pretty much anything that he's doing or anywhere that anything that's going to happen in the episode, he's doing something related to that in his intros. Okay. That like makes sense. Uh, in, in an episode where there's a killer Santa Claus, like he's dressed as Santa Claus at the beginning of the episode. It doesn't mean that he's nice. going to be in it. Right. He's just kind of acting out what's going to happen. Oh, got it. I like how they did that, though. Like they kind of hid him in a few episodes. At least I don't remember the third one if he was hidden in there but i know the the next one that we watched like they hit him in the episode also i mean it's it's really really goes back to classic tales from the crypt but i love the way that they brought that into the cartoon too yeah in the animated really cool. series so let's go ahead and jump into the second episode we watched for today's show which was hide and go shriek season one episode eight which was the highest rated episode And in this one, a group of bullies fear for their lives when their victim, Wendell, drinks a potion that turns him into a werewolf. I feel like it's a little bit misleading because it's really like only one guy that he goes after, you know? Yeah, the other guys are just kind of collateral because they're kind of the henchmen. Yeah. But they're they're not always mean to him, but sometimes they are. Right. It's a weird relationship. And and I thought that was interesting and kind of weird. So like the uh, how many times can I say weird? Oh, that's weird. Weird. Um, <laughs> weird. Oh, it's weird. So this is basically like we've got this kid, Wendell, who's kind of a, I mean, he's the stereotypical nerd, um, like comb over. He's got, you know, nerd glasses like we wear, <laughs> yeah. um, really scrawny. And he's trying to hang out with these guys that like, you know, are bigger playing football and stuff like that. And they treat him terrible. But it, it seems like he doesn't understand that he's being picked on because they'll do mean things and play mean jokes on him and say mean things to him. But he he laughs with it and stuff like he's just so naive that they're picking on him or making him the joke. But to him, it's like, you know, just ribbon with your buddies, you know, like he takes it and, right. and he thinks it's funny and he he's totally yeah, he- cool with it. He's taking it all in stride and they're going to the extreme sometimes. But what finally breaks him is when he brings his pet rat. Would you remember its name? Dr. Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll. Oh, of course. Dr. Jekyll uh, in for show and tell. And uh, Rex, who is the big bully. He's like (laughs) he's supposed to be like. Grade school yeah, he's or supposed to be in, in grade school or early high school, but he's like a 30-year-old man, so he, he's, <laughs> he's been held huge. back a few grades. Yeah. He's like this six-foot-tall bodybuilder-looking dude with a <laughs> yeah. mullet. So uh, bad. So he, he takes the rat and he um, puts it into a, a vent so it escapes. And that is, according to uh, Wendell, that's Wendell's best friend, basically. So that is the last straw. And then he's like, I have to get even after that right and so he starts to try to bulk up a little bit 
which of course being so small and starting from scratch is not going to get him anywhere fast so the other two kids as a, a prank tell him that they you know at his father's um at one of their dads his uh, health medicine, food store health food store yeah, which she gets made kinda... fun of for by rex and he's super embarrassed that his dad owns a health food store i'm like why why yeah. is that an embarrassing thing i i have no idea but i didn't they... understand that they tell him about some protein powder, which will help him to, or no, it's some tea, right? It was some kind of weird they tea. They gave him tea bags. They made, he paid like $40 and they only gave him three bags. Three but bags. The, the box had the Crypt Keeper on it. On the bottom of the box. Yeah. yeah. But they none of them looked at the bottom of the box. And I, they just said that this had been there since his dad bought the store. So, yeah. you know, that's why it wasn't sold out or whatever. And so he gives it to him. None of them knew what it was going to do, though. And as I said in the description, when he does drink this tea, it turns him into a werewolf. Yep. That is his, um, as the episode name suggests, that's his hide to uh, Dr. Jekyll. Right. I thought at first it was going to be more monstrous when, you know, because I didn't read the description or anything. And when I heard about the storyline, I was like, okay, so it's going to turn him into some kind of beefy monster but then i was like oh they just went werewolf again yeah i didn't so, expect werewolf and that's, that's kind of we weird got. but i mean i like werewolves so i don't yeah, have an issue with are it, awesome but it, it was just a strange choice to me unless it's like werewolves from like freaking twilight because that's just they're basically just big dogs uh wendell comes in as in werewolf form and you know he's in the tabloids because he's kind of semi-terrorizing the town not and unintentionally he's just on the hunt for rex looking for him right well, I have the feeling that, like, if you turn into a werewolf, your mind goes animalistic and you don't have um, human thought anymore. So it could be that, you know, you turn into a werewolf with all intention of going after this specific guy. But once you are the animal, you're going to go for whatever thing, you know, is in your way. Like, you see just a random person walking by, you're going to attack that person because you are now just a savage beast and you don't have the mind of a human, you know? Right. So, yeah, yeah he yeah. ends up, like, like ripping apart a car and scaring some people, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about the innocent people that he did that to. And we don't see any, of course, on-screen deaths or anything, but one can assume that he may have... There's one that, yeah, you think maybe that guy's probably dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It eventually gets to the point where he does confront Rex... But Rex also goes finding out what happened to Wendell and how he got these powers or whatever. <laughs> he's like, well, I, I need the rest of this tea. Like, I got to bulk up, too. I'm not just going to take one. I'm going to take the rest of them. Yeah, he takes it all. He takes all the rest of the tea. And which, by my estimations, since when we see him transform, it doesn't turn him into like a bigger werewolf or anything. But I think that that might be the longevity of it is to... Keep him in werewolf form longer. Oh, probably. Ma yeah. Maybe. But um, I, I can't say for sure like what that even did. Like he didn't bulk up super huge or anything. Well, maybe it makes him to. more evil because like when Wendell turned into the werewolf, he had green eyes. Oh, but yeah. Rex, and had, Rex red had red eyes. eyes. But and it also usually, could be based like, on his personality. Yeah. I was going to say like usually if they do different colored eyes, I mean, they do that for a reason to distinguish that there is a major difference and usually the alignment of people like green or blue is usually a sign of like you know a hero kind of thing or red or like pure like black or or sometimes even just pure white is usually like an evil 
kind of yeah. thing. So 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 Rex transforms and then he's going to confront uh, Wendell, but at that point the cops come and they're like, "Hey, there's the wolf we've been looking for." <laughs> yeah. Shoot him full of tranks. And I was like, oh, man, that's actually pretty cool. I like the way that this episode played out in that because it's like he got what was coming to him. And I also appreciated what the other kids said at the end where it's like it's almost like Wendell planned this to happen this way the whole time. Yeah, because Wendell was like nearby when this went down, like if if I remember correctly. Right. So it's they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, like he planned this. And I was like, oh, yeah, the nerd wins. We're smarter than you. (laughs) I'm not. But Joseph is. Sometimes. (laughs) There's one more uh, thing from this episode that I really wanted to touch on. It was another quote from the two friends that cracked me up, which was um, once Winnell paid him $40 for the tea. I thought this was great, and I love the writers for making this line. Is they walk out of the room and they're like, 40 bucks, let's go squander it needlessly. And they <laughs> yeah. high five and jump. But, but for whatever reason, they, they both yell at the same time, bungee. I'm like, why? <laughs> like the bungee thing, I don't understand, but it made me laugh. But I really appreciate the let's go squander it needlessly quote. Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I was like, man, that is a really good line. That's yeah, very self aware and hilarious. So for the last episode we watched for today's show, it was Game Over, Season 2, Episode 1, which I chose because the plot sounded interesting to me. As a video game player myself, I was going to say a video gamer, but I was like, man, that sounds terrible. As a a gamer gamer. myself, uh, yeah, this was something I could, I felt like I could relate to. You picked this cartoon as a whole also. Yeah, I, I did because I, you know, as a Tales from the Crypt watcher, I I had never watched the whole entirety of this, so I wanted to just check it out and see how it held up. Cool. So two boys pay for skipping school to play video games when the characters come to life. I guess. I mean, yeah, yes, sort of. Uh, but yeah. they what they don't add is that these characters are, you know, the the villains that they're fighting in the video games, the monsters and stuff, start to come to life and attack them. We got a new animation for the introduction of this also because this was in season two. So it was the same uh-huh. song, but we had we had uh, a much different longer, animation. Much and it longer was, intro. Yeah, and they added like a lot more of the comics to it because it would show um, scenes of different stuff and then it would look like it's the page of a comic book folding over yeah. and then you would see something else. I like that with the hard black shadows on it. That yeah, was cool. I liked it a lot too. And and then we got the introduction here. We got to see um, the old witch and the vault keeper trying to take over the Crypt Keeper's show. Right, which was cool because they don't have, I mean, as part of the original uh, trifecta of EC Comics from the 1950s, they didn't have their own TV shows. So they're coming in looking to get their own like the Crypt Keeper has and, or take his over. We only saw the first episode of the second season, but the entire second season is based on that. Them trying to uh, trying to take over his show and Crypt Keeper basically being on the run. So not all the episodes are in his mansion as the first season was. Yeah, They're kind of him on the run, on the road, introducing these episodes. I thought it was kind of fun, too. I liked it. And uh, there's we got so many plays on words in this episode in his segments, mm. like way more than we used to. I, lo- I loved him too. Like uh, he referred to the doorbell as the horror bell. He saw the witch 
outside and then he like barricaded the door and he was going to go back to doing the show and he's like, ah, scare was I? And I'm like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) I get it. That's a lot of what Tales from the Crypt is, is those puns. And we got a lot more of the Crypt Keeper segment in this episode than we did in the other ones. Like the segments were much longer and the main story was much shorter than the other ones, like by far shorter. It was. And uh, we just... Because it it was almost like if you were to combine the sections of the intro and the outro with the the Crypt Keeper, Old Witch, and Vault Keeper, then it would almost be the same length as the actual enter episode was. Yeah, I think so. I think both were probably like like 12 to 15 minute things. So. Yeah, but I also think that being the first season to or being the first episode to introduce Old Witch and Vault Keeper, it was also trying to give them a little bit more screen time to show essentially what this next season's going going to be about is them yeah. is Creepkeeper on the run from them. So I'm right. sure the rest of the second season doesn't continue with these really short episodes and longer intros, but who right. knows? Um so in this actual episode, what happens is they, they're skipping school to play video games in the arcade constantly, and just all of a sudden out of nowhere the game start to come to life and attack them in person. I, I know that there is a part where some bats come in and so they have to they pick up actual baseball bats and start to fight them. Right. At first I was kind of thinking like, man, this is like my worst nightmare because they're like all these zombies are coming at them and stuff. But it's like if you hit them once, they disappear. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I could do that. But then it got me thinking about like what would be like other video games that uh, the real video games in our lives like what would be the worst one do you think to get like trapped in for me i went with the last of us i think that would be an awful one to like experience in real life that would be terrible dark souls would be pretty bad to get caught in. oh yeah that's a really good one <laughs> that would be terrible life would be very oh, hard oh god yeah yeah so essentially the and this is really short so we'll probably keep it pretty short for this episode because Really, a lot of it's just kind of back and forth of them being introduced to these new creatures that they have to fight, fighting the creatures and destroying them. Guess what uh, creature they run into again? A werewolf. Oh, yeah. They, they a werewolf again. <laughs> this show loves its werewolves. Hey, we got no one in every there. episode. Yeah. So what I really liked, though, I mean, the the concept was kind of cool. The execution was a little simple as it carried on through the episode. But I could I could have seen this being a very good kind of short and I see why they kept it like that because the ending is what was really kind of an intriguing part when the kids are actually destroyed you know or you know game having a game over the the game that they were playing I think they died trying to fight the Grim Reaper in their game and then the Grim Reaper dude comes after them and gets both of them and they disappear the same way all the monsters they've been fighting disappear yeah. So for all we know, they're dead, but it just so happens that they are part of a game that these alien kids are playing. What a twist. I know, yeah, I know. Right. And it, it's like, oh, man, that's kind of cool because it's it's looking at them like so you can assume these aliens came. They they, they took over. They're kind of inserting these virtual beings into this into this real world, right. and forcing these kids to combat them. And you know, I'm su- I'm assuming they're controlling the monsters. Yes, and uh, it's just such a cool idea. It's a neat concept that or, I really liked. Or, or were the kids video games the whole time? Dun dun 
done. That would take away from the gravity of it for me. I know. Well, because then it's just like, is it The Sims or what? Because like they're skipping school to play video games and then I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's just like The Sims, man. You pull the, the ladder out of the pool and you just let it happen. So, yeah, I was really interested in the, the concept of this episode and the execution was a little weak throughout the first part of it, but I, I liked how it ended. I, I thought that was really cool. I agree, too. Like out of the three episodes that we watched i felt like this one was the weakest as far as like you know the story that they give us but the ending was cool and that saved it for me yeah yeah true 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 i did like the second episode the best out of the ones that we watched yeah where uh wendell turned into the werewolf yeah i think i'd agree with that well chris while you and i hunt down some of that special werewolf tea let's see what our little inner monsters thought of tales from the crypt keeper I was really scared before I watched this cartoon because I thought it would be too spooky, but it wasn't so bad. It had all these sweet monsters that were awesome, and the Crypt Keeper was really funny. But some of the kids were really dumb, and I was sad that they didn't get eaten by monsters. So I gave this cartoon three bowls of werewolf cereal out of five, and now I'm going to take the lessons I learned and put them to use, like getting free comic books by breaking into old man's houses. While mom and dad don't really want me watching the grown-up version of Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt Keeper is diet enough to pass through their gore filter while still allowing me a small taste of the full-blown blood buffet. As far as kid-friendly horror programs go, I'd keep this on the same scare shelf as Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark. In addition to that, I feel that this cartoon can actually act as a fantastic starting point for introducing young horror hounds to the amazing world of EC Comics. At least with the introductions of the Old Witch and the Vault Keeper in Season 2. All that said, I would give Tales from the Crypt Keeper four big bowls of Unlucky Harms cereal out of five and definitely recommend it to my fellow young budding horror fans. At least until mom and dad go to bed. Then you can switch over to HBO. As an adult, I should be telling you to honor the wishes of your mother and father and respect their TV censorship choices. However, as a horror fan, let me suggest The Ventriloquist Dummy with Bobcat Goldwaite or cutting cards to see Lance Henriksen at his finest. And as an adult, I know that Tales from the Crypt is not the thing that you're watching on HBO. Don't get caught. (laughs) Um, So do you have any final thoughts on this cartoon? I mean, I think that for what it was, it was pretty successful. It was, of course, a super toned down version of Tales from the Crypt. But I think it had a lot of fun moments to it. As um, simple as the concepts for some of these stories were they still had some cool message or they still had some pretty cool endings to them or some good twist to where it's like okay i can appreciate that i could see that if they made it a more adult kind of thing and updated it that it could actually be a really strong concept and so i was able to look at it through that filter and kind of younger eyes to view it as it was supposed to be viewed not too scary not too offensive not too bloody well not bloody at all and uh, I think for what it was trying to pull off, it succeeded. I gotta say, in all honesty, I'm disappointed that I didn't watch this as a kid because Uh-oh. there's a lot that <laughs> I think I would have enjoyed. Because I was obsessed with the classic monsters when I was little, and this show seems like it uses them a lot. Um, the one thing I didn't like, as I said before, was the human characters because they were too exaggerated to the point that they were unbelievable and that they were unlikable from the get-go. 
I, I feel like though that when they when they do characters like that, it's so that you you kind of almost cheer for the monsters in a way to get those characters. But seeing how this is a kids show and they wouldn't kill <laughs> the characters, it kind of made me sad because I'm like, oh man, please just let Stu die. Just snuff that kid out. He's done. But um, oh, one thing I noticed is that in the intro. In the first season, the introduction, like the song and the montage and stuff, the kid, I I think it was supposed to be Dwight, maybe, I'm not sure, but he looks like uh, Pip from the Halloween tree, mm. the one that is like, um, you know, the ghost the whole time and they're trying to save him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looks an awful lot like huh. that, which I thought was pretty cool. I wonder if that was intentional. I yeah, don't know. I don't know, because I, I, I don't remember which one came first, but... I feel like maybe this came. I think these are around the same time, honestly. But it was kind of cool. Yeah, and maybe they they might have just pulled it from like default little kid. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Template. Default kid on a bike. It's all stock footage. Yeah. Exactly. Well, listeners, it looks like our milk supply has now run dry, so it's time for us to say goodbye. And next week, as we continue our month-long October extravaganza, we'll be watching Coraline. Submitted by all of you. If you voted for Coraline, which a lot of you did, which was fun. We, we did um, another poll and a lot of people voted on Twitter and Instagram. I think we had like three times the votes that we did last time, nice. which was really awesome. So thank you, everybody, for going in and voting. And like I said, if, if before, if your cartoon didn't win, then we will get to it at some point in the future. I promise. And so anybody who supported Paranorman, thank you. And I'm sorry that we didn't win this round. But next time, guys, next time. And I voted for the Book of Life, and I'm disappointed in all of you. <laughs> Not like uh, at one point, all three of those were neck and neck for quite a while. So it was, yeah, it was close. All, these are all good movies, so I don't have any issues. And this is going to be kind of a departure because this is the first thing that we've done that isn't a straight up cartoon. But it's still animation. We're, we're kind of including things like that because they're just awesome they're still like a part of people's childhoods and stuff like that there's still things that you would wake up you know around halloween and see on like abc family or something like that on a saturday morning so we're super excited to to be doing Coraline. oh and hey we have one more poll so if you're listening it's up right now this one is actually going to be cartoons and the four that you can choose from are monster force Count Ducula, My Pet Monster, and Beetlejuice. So head over to Twitter and Instagram and cast your vote. The only vote that matters <laughs> in this uh, season, right? Right. I hope you're registered to vote for our cartoons. On that note, I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And we'll see you next Saturday. Boo. <laughs> Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.